Hello, Andrew Gamison here with the Speaking for Him podcast. I am very excited that you have chosen to join us again this week. And I just want to thank all those who have listened to and given me feedback on the Pilgrim's Progress multi-voice project. It's meant a lot to be able to bring that to you over the last 10 weeks. And I'm excited for our next project, um, which I am scripting right now, Anne of Green Gables. And that is all I will say about it uh, to this point. And also just note that my Facebook radio theater page and my Speaking for Him uh, Facebook page are no longer in operation right now uh, because I had to transition to a new Facebook because of hacking. So I'm going to have to do some restructuring, as it were, and put my ministry pages back on Facebook, possibly under a slightly different name. I'm still kind of holding on to a thread of hope that I can get it back, but it's not a very high probability. So I would just continue uh, to seek your prayers on that. You know, a lot of times we talk about social media and we say, well, it, people get too addicted to it. And that's obviously a possibility for us. And we obviously need to check our social media usage at times. But I will say this, that it has been a major part of my communication strategy for my ministry has been able to be, has been being able to be on Facebook. So it it is not a small thing that I was hacked a few weeks ago. And so I'm working on getting things back up and in order. Just wanted to let you know, I haven't gone anywhere as far as ministry goes. I'm still kind of grinding. I just haven't posted as much uh, because I'm trying to figure out where to go from here. But it will happen, and again, I just appreciate all of your support. Today we are going to do a little bit lighter fare than we have the last 10 weeks, and perhaps even lighter fare than we typically do on the Speaking for Him podcast, because I will be profiling and talking about the new Netflix original movie, a week away, which is a Christian teen musical, and uh, we'll get into it a little bit later. But first, I want to talk a little bit about what is going on. All right, well, there is a lot going on right now. Uh, first of all, I wanted to give a shout out to my mom uh, because this past week was Mother's Day, and I didn't really. Uh, do a bonafide Mother's Day episode this year, but every episode that I do of the podcast is due in part to her. In the early days of the podcast, she drove me to almost every recording session that I had when I recorded the podcast at WJQ, which later became Joy 99. She was hugely invested in it, and actually, the opportunity that I got to be involved in WJQ and the germ for the podcast started because she encouraged me to reach out to them and let them know about my speaking for him ministry. And from the point of her encouraging me to reach out, that's how I got in touch with Chris and Emily Danielson, who were are really my mentors 
on the radio slash podcast side of things. And also Adam McNutt, who for five and a half years was an executive producer on the show. And as I sit here now being able to do my show from home, I realize that I wouldn't be able to do it without them. And they are still very much a part of the show in certain ways, even though it is from afar. Adam has been on a few times in recent weeks, as you know, and Chris and Emily continue to pray and to support me. Uh, And I'm so excited. You know, a few weeks ago when I gave you my top podcast, I mentioned their podcast, the Bible Idiots podcast, and I'm so glad that they took my advice, probably the advice of many other people, so I can't take anywhere near full credit, but I'm so glad they took our advice and decided to go into the podcasting realm because they've done so many different radio shows and um, now Chris is pastoring a church in Abilene, Kansas, and the podcasting gives them an outlet not only for his messages, but also for them to be able to discourse and give us some of the content that they've been known for over the years of the Chris and Emily show. So I would truly uh, encourage you to check them out, and I also just wanted to say another heartfelt thanks to them for their influence in my ministry. The next thing I want to mention uh, is that I'm very thankful um, for the nation of Israel. Uh, They were attacked by Hamas this week, and I'm reminded of what Paul said when, when he said that we are to pray for the peace of Israel. And truly, truly, I do pray for that peace. I think it's very important for us to keep in mind that whatever else has happened in history, the people of Israel are God's chosen people, and when you choose to go against them, it does not end well for you. I think our leaders here in the United States would do well to remember that. Uh, God said to Abraham, I will raise up from you a great nation and I will curse those who curse you, and I will bless those who bless you. And I truly believe that that is still God's prerogative for the children of Israel. And remember, he didn't choose Israel because Israel was great and mighty. No, he said, you're not great and mighty, but I chose you because I made the choice to love you And I have put my name on you. And that's what makes them important. Not anything that they had done, but God's mercy and grace to them as a people. And then through the Jews, through um, the work of the Messiah, and the fact that God opened up his redemption to all the world, Remember, he told his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel. He showed to Peter that Cornelius had as much claim to the blood of Jesus as he did. And through the years, he has opened the way uh, through the Jews to show us as Gentiles that we need to come to the Lord. Remember, the Bible says, 
the gospel is the power of God to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so I'm so grateful to be able to stand with Israel on this podcast, and I ask that you would pray for them. The final thing I want to mention to you today is the day that I'm recording this, I just went um, to a funeral for my good friend, Frank Nibelink. Now, I, I could probably do a whole podcast on Frank, um, but I won't do that at this time. I will just tell you that when I was about six years old, my mom had a garage sale, and there was a lady who lived a couple streets over from us in our neighborhood in Wyoming, Michigan, and her name was Jane Nibelink. And she started talking to my mom, and if you know anything about my mom, she's the type of person uh, who never met a stranger, and she would often tell people about us, uh, even whether it be a bank teller or somebody at the store or whatnot. She loved telling stories about us, and sometimes I would get a little bit embarrassed because people that I barely knew would know know certain things about us. But anyway, so Jane came to her garage sale, and they hit it off. And my mom and Jane began basically that day when I was six years old a what has been a 36-year friendship. And as a result of that, Uncle Frank, her husband, Frank Nebelink, of 57-plus years, uh, became a dear friend to us as well. And I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but at some point, us kids started asking, well, what should we call you since we were trained to uh, call grown-ups by Mr. and Mrs. so-and-so? But we felt really close to them, and we said, what should we call you? Should we call you Grandma and Grandpa or what? And I remember that they initially said, well, we're not grandparents yet, and we're a little young for that, so call us something else. And I'm not exactly sure, but I'm pretty sure I came up with the idea to call them uncle and aunt. And I started calling them that, and it stuck over the years. And even if it wasn't me directly, I felt very comfortable with those titles for them, and they've been a very integral part of our family ever since. Um, they've intersected with us in so many ways. They've walked with us through uh, great sorrow when my brother John Michael died. Uh, they've been at most, if not all, of our weddings. Uh, they just are an important part of our lives. They were the master and mistress of ceremonies at my sister Faith's wedding. Um, and Frank has always been someone to whom I can have fun discussions, but also deep discussions about the things of the Lord. And he really did encourage me. As a matter of fact, if you look on my website, you will find an endorsement from Frank and Jane Nibelink. They really encouraged me in my ministry. They were always excited to hear what I was doing. And I'll never forget the last conversation I had with Frank. 
and just enjoying our company, each other's company, at my sister's wedding. And uh, it was really hard to say goodbye today. Um, I think it's kind of interesting because, you know, there were times when I would go quite a while without seeing them, so it wasn't like, you know, I saw them every single day. But at the same time, I can't tell you how many times in the last week and a half since he's passed away, there were times that I would think, well, how would Frank approach this issue? Or uh, what I wouldn't give to talk to Uncle Frank about this. Or remembering conversations that we had about particular topics. So I'm a better man for having had Uncle Frank in my life. And to Jane and the family, I am praying for you. I am grieving with you. And I'm asking the God of all comfort to give you what only he can, which is the peace that passes all understanding. And so, I just ask you as the listeners to pray for them as well. done a movie review in in a little bit um and so i'm excited to share this one with you and this one is for the film a week away now this is a netflix uh distributed film um but it's a christian film which basically incorporates contemporary christian music of i think primarily the 90s and puts it into a contemporary modern musical about teenagers at summer camp. Um, And I will dig into that in the next several minutes, but first, let's listen to a trailer for a week away. Come on. Just tell the truth. Here's the Will Hawkins file. Social services put everything in there. You didn't tell me this was church camp. It's going to be great. Nope. Come on. What's with the name? A week away. A week away. Every once in a while, somebody's just a week away from an experience that changed everything for them. Nice to meet you. What's her story? Way out of your league, trust me. Her dad owns the place. If I'm going to fit in here, I have to be something I'm not. Well, this will be fun. Good luck, Will. You're going to need it. Turn it up. Singing too much, I couldn't decide. No, no, thing. no, that's what got me. Oh, the singing? Mm-hmm. Nice. You are perfect, aren't you? No. I'm like trying to be what everybody expects me to be. It is exhausting. I totally get it. It's been so long since I felt so connected. He's lying to you. 
Quill isn't who he says he is. So what, do you just run away? You don't know anything about me. You're not going to leave me. I don't need you to fix me. I'm not trying to fix yeah, right. you, Will. There's nothing your parents would be really proud of you. This film is a good example of why I did not totally uh, give up on Netflix. Um, because as streaming services have become more numerous, I have often commented that I would rather have different uh, companies place their films in one place. And I've always said that I want to show my support for the good shows on a service and not watch the ones that aren't that great. And so I was really uh, gratified to find out that uh, Netflix was putting this one out, distributing it. And so I'm going to go through uh, what some of the highlights were for me and, and some of my general thoughts. First of all, I've, I've said before, as I'm talking about different movies, that I'm a big fan of exposition. And what I mean by that is, I, when I watch a movie, I want to know where the characters are coming from and then have an idea of where they are going because of where they came from. And sometimes in certain movies, like I, I think of God's Not Dead or Do You Believe?, um, two Christian movies that leap to uh, my the forefront of my attention or my my thought process as I'm thinking this through. Sometimes the movies tell too many stories, and you can't possibly tell them well, or all of them well. Sometimes I feel like, well, any one of these stories would make a good plot, uh, but having having too many makes it really hard to say that there is a focused plot. Now, that is not a problem with A Week Away, but one of the problems that A Week Away faces is just that it's telling a story, uh, but it's doing so in kind of a fast way without telling me a lot about the motivations of each individual character. For instance, it starts with our main character, Will, if you will, getting arrested for stealing a police car, which, first of all, that's a pretty serious offense. Um, and apparently he's been in trouble before, and he goes back to wherever the foster agency is, and they basically tell him, you have two choices. Either you go to juvenile detention or you go to summer camp with this lady that um, has her foster license and her son, George. And, and at first he says, I don't want to go to summer camp. Um, it's not for me. And so the foster care, 
the head of the foster care agency says, okay, we'll send you to juvie. And then he says, well, I don't want to go to juvie, so I'll go to camp. And so then he heads off to camp and he finds out very quickly that it is a Christian summer camp. And through the course of the film, you see a guy who has not felt belonging and has felt abandoned by his parents uh, because they passed away. Now, this is another area where they could have used more exposition because he tells Avery, who is his love interest in the story, uh, he tells her that God left him here when his parents died. And to me, I kind of got the implication that maybe they were all three in a car accident and his parents died, but he survived. And so he's dealing with survivor's guilt, among other things. But again, that's not something that was delved into. And we didn't get a lot of exposition there. Um, We also don't get a lot of exposition about Avery. We know that her parents uh, or her dad runs the camp and owns the camp. And her mom passed away a few years ago, but we don't know uh, exactly why. And so we just see them growing in friendship. And we do see um, Will kind of opening up his heart uh, to the things of the Lord, although they are not explicitly stated. Now, I know that some people uh, may say that certain Christian movies uh, get too preachy. So in that aspect, they may appreciate this uh, movie a little bit more. Uh, but I will say this, that I do think it's important to go down that road and share the hope of Jesus. Um, because if you have this story where God is making a difference, but you don't explain the difference, it can be very difficult for it to be a powerful and moving uh, piece of film. But my hope would be in watching this film that people would become interested in the things of the Lord and hopefully investigate um, the music that is shared here. Um, Songs like Dive by Stephen Curtis Chapman and um, Big House by Audio Adrenaline are featured and woven within the soundtrack. One thing that I really did like about this movie is that it kind of showed that everybody is struggling with something. You know, Will was struggling because he felt like he didn't fit in because his parents abandoned him, quote-unquote. George, the young man that Will went to camp with, was struggling uh, because he was a little bit strange. Uh, He was considered weird by a a lot of the people around him. Um, But one of the things that's mentioned in the film is that being weird can be a good thing because God made you the way that he wanted you to be. And so that was an important lesson about the individuality of each of us and the way that God created us for himself and for his glory. And then uh, we have this kind of 
stuck up camp kid who is all about winning the contest and he's talking about all these great things that he's doing for God, but but he also learns through the course of the movie that he hasn't been loving towards others, which is something that God calls us to. And it reminded me of first Corinthians chapter 13, where it talks about all the wondrous works that you could do uh, for God. But if you don't have love, it means nothing. And then you had Presley, who is someone that George really likes and she doesn't think she's good enough for him. And she's afraid to let him know how she feels. And, and George is kind of shy and the same way around her. And just this idea that none of us are perfect, but we all are good enough to come to God. Um, I think that one thing that could have been emphasized more is the fact that real change only comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so, but again, I think that it could be a good discussion point, a good jumping off point to share this movie with people that you want to share Jesus with. I think a really important point in this movie was that Will kind of thinks that Avery is perfect. And he says, he says, he says, you're pretty much totally perfect, aren't you? And she says, no, that's impossible. And she basically confesses, hey, I've been trying to live up to what other people want me to be, and it's exhausting. And I was reminded afresh of the fact that we can't do it. I, I saw a meme the other day that kind of typifies what I think is the biggest lesson of this film. And it talked about how non-Christians can tend to believe that we think that we have to follow all these rules and there, and we have to be perfect and, and, and we have to do everything the absolute correct way. But the reality of Christianity is to realize and acknowledge that you can't do it that way. You can't do it perfect, and so that's why you need Jesus. And so I really had a lot of fun with the songs. The reviewer of this film on Plugged In Online called it kind of a camp rock for Christians, and I I would kind of relate it to High School Musical, which was a Disney original musical, and I... I really enjoyed it, especially the first iteration of that movie. And I I think it kind of is um, very much like that. Like I said, pretty much all the songs, I believe, were uh, re- remixes of old um, 90s contemporary Christian music songs. Um, and, but it, they were done in engaging and upbeat um you know, musical style dance numbers. So it was a fun movie that I think uh, had a lot of thought provoking things in it. It could have used a lot more exposition. And I almost wonder if it would have been better to make it a totally live action, non-musical 
so that the 30 or 40 minutes of the film that they spent singing, they could have spent on story. Um, so that is, um, basically my review of this film. I would encourage you to let me know what you think of it. If you give it a watch, um, this weekend on Netflix, if you don't have Netflix, I'm pretty sure that there'll be an opportunity to watch it on DVD at some point. Many of the Netflix properties do uh, come out on DVD. And so you may have the opportunity to watch this film, even if you don't currently have Netflix, which I, I definitely respect. Um, but I'm also very glad that these Christian films are still coming out um, to the marketplace at large. Because as I said, hopefully someone will stumble upon uh, this movie and it will make them think. Um, the, the, camp, the camp leader says something um, semi-profound. Again, another thing that could have been further developed in the film. He said that his hope for people coming to the camp was that they would be a week away from something profound and important happening in their lives. And I know for a lot of people, camp is a time when God does some pretty marvelous things. And so watching this movie really brought me back to some of those memories. And it's kind of interesting because I was a camper from the ages of 7 to 13 at camp. And then the Lord provided me from for with the opportunity that from the ages of 23 to 27 I had the opportunity to work at summer camp and it, in both cases I felt like God did some pretty marvelous things in my life through the ministry of camp uh especially I think as a staffer um 2004 is one of those times that sticks in my head because I was scheduled to go there for two weeks and it have ended up being three and a half total. Add to that the fact that my electric wheelchair broke down two days before I was supposed to leave. Um, and, but God sustained me through that whole time. And instead of being able to motor around camp, I had to be pushed around camp and I remember thinking early on in the process, how can I come to this camp to minister to kids if I myself have to be pushed around in my chair wherever I go? But it was that summer, probably more than any other, that I realized that um, it takes a great uh, deal of humil humility and uh, trust in God to serve others but it also takes a great deal of humility and trusting God to allow myself to be served. And there were friendships and uh, relationships that I developed with, especially staff uh, that summer that were deeper than they ever could have been had I not needed the kind of help that I needed. 
Um, and people had good humor about it. I had a friend who said that I really helped her build her muscles. And I had a friend that I really connected with and she helped me, uh, have an experience with 22s that summer. Um, and just all kinds of things that really converged to make it a special opportunity for me. And so I know how exciting and how important summer camp can be. So I really appreciated the way that this movie conveyed that. I really just wish that there had been more exposition. I wanted to know um, what had actually happened to the characters, what brought them to the place where they were. And I really wanted to know um, a little bit more about what God was directly doing in our, in their lives, even though it was hinted at. So for that reason, and for the reason that they didn't go as far into the gospel as I would have liked to see them go, I am giving this film 3.5 out of five stars. So there's still some improvement to be had. But as I said, I think it could be a good conversation starter for your family as you watch and enjoy this film. If you uh, or someone you know has a story that they would like to share on our podcast, we would be grateful uh, if you would reach out um, to Speaking For Him by simply emailing me at andrew at speakingforhim.com. That's Andrew at speaking the number for him.com. And that information will roll again at the end of the show. Um, but I just wanted to, before I end, remind you of one of the quotes that stuck out to me from the movie. And I alluded, it, alluded to it earlier, but here it is. You know, perfect, it's just impossible. And the reality for any of us that have lived the Christian life for any length of time is we know that living a perfect life is impossible. I talked about my Uncle Frank in the beginning of this show. And he knew that living a perfect life was impossible. But he trusted Jesus Christ. And so today... He is in paradise meeting Jesus face to face and experiencing God in a way that you and I can only imagine. And so my prayer for you is, as always, that you would trust God to be first in your life, that you would come to him through Jesus Christ. Jesus says no one comes to me except the Father draws him. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. It's a symbiotic, coexisting relationship. And then the Holy Spirit comes and indwells us if we trust him. So it's three in one. Father, Spirit, Son. One God, 
three persons working together to give us the most abundant life ever. Jesus said, I'm come to give you life and to give it more abundantly. Have a great week and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.